When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, 2-1 Golden Knights leading the Stars, 6-18 left in the second period as Vegas tries to join the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup Final. We had Panthers play-by-play voice Doug Plagans on the show earlier. He's always a pleasure to speak with, doing a great job calling those games. And he doesn't have a color commentator on the road. So that four-overtime game he did entirely on his own. Did have somebody else doing the intermissions. But, uh, yeah, incredible experience for him as well. Well, this is great to have this guy on the show. He's going into the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame tomorrow. Mike Johnson checking in. Hey, Mike, it's Reed, how are you doing? Good, Reed. How are you? I am doing very well. So t- tomorrow's the b- the big ceremony in Red Deer. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Heading down there, heading down there tomorrow, and uh, yeah, gonna get inducted with uh, a couple other like honorable members and should be should be a good night all right so when you got the phone call and I, I think it was a few months ago they announced the class and now the ceremony is tomorrow like when you when you get that phone call hey you're going into like your province's hall of fame what were you thinking you know what it's i was kind of like thinking about this where it's not something like you kind of dream of and you kind of aspire to because i mean like my dream was to to play in the big leagues and stuff and kind of like all these things come in full circle and being recognized for accomplishments and my career is it it kind of puts it all in perspective that uh that what i was able to do especially coming from the edmonton area that uh is a pretty cool thing and a pretty special thing and so it's it's nice to be recognized for yeah well well good for you and and look you, you've been on this show several times over the years and you, you've told your whole story about playing baseball and getting discovered and getting drafted all that kind of stuff but i i do th- i i i know you're not a cocky guy or anything but i like i do hope you've taken a moment to step back and kind of be like yeah i did that because you did do it man like you did something really cool yeah no i mean it is probably after it's all done or even during the ceremony, take some time to kind of think about what I kind of did in my career and, and uh, yeah, reminisce a little bit and I guess finally realize for myself that it was kind of a big deal and, and uh, to be, again, to be recognized for it is within your own province about with the amount of athletes that come out of Alberta, it's, it's a pretty special thing. So for you, because like now I, w- I would think somebody growing up in, in Alberta in the Edmonton area, they can point to you and say, well, you know, Mike Johnson did it so I could do it. Like who, who did you draw on as an Albertan role model in baseball when you were a, a kid? Or were there, was there a kid like Ferguson Jenkins? I don't know. Like who, who, were, who were you looking up to when you were playing baseball as a kid? 
Yeah, well, to be honest with you, like I I watched like all the Expos games uh, when we could when they were broadcast out here. Watched a lot of Blue Jays games, so obviously like knew all the Blue Jays and being fortunate enough to to do the Blue Jays showcase um, for about five or six years and actually being around like the old alumni and stuff of of the old school, the World Series champion Blue Jays, which I obviously watched and and those types of guys like Jesse Barfield and Lloyd Mosby and it's it's it was it's pretty cool to to be able to to do that but as far as players that I actually looked up to i mean as a kid i don't think kids do it quite as much anymore as far as actually watching games on tv and learning that way which is a big way that i kind of learned but guys that i looked up to and tried to emulate well, the first one was Nolan Ryan and obviously being a right-handed pitcher and Nolan Ryan was kind of in the height of his career at that point in time in like the 80s and and uh, so I aspired to kind of be like him and then the other guy I looked up to was Ken Griffey Jr. because when I wasn't pitching I was playing center field I was a left-handed hitter and tried to hit like Griffey and he had, uh, those are the two guys that really kind of stick out in my mind. Well they were pretty good. <laughs> All right, yeah. They could probably still play because <laughs> yeah. they were both in exceptional condition as well. In all our chats, and you're on several times a year, I don't think I've ever asked you this. What, if anything, did you save from your major league career? Were you a, a, a memorabilia keeper from, from your career? What do you have, if anything? Um. Well, I did uh, my last year, my last year in the big leagues, I, I actually – um, would send like baseballs over to the visiting clubhouse or like if we were in town and um, try and get signed sign balls. So I probably have 45, 45 signed baseballs and got some pretty big names. Got guys like Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Sandy Colfax, and then some more recent guys like Griffey and um, Greg Maddox, like guys like that. So like a lot of Hall of Famers and yeah, they're downstairs just displayed in my basement, and they're nice to look at sometimes. And, um, yeah, looking forward to, to kind of keeping them, keeping them along the way and pass them along to my son when, uh, when he's ready for him. Not a bad conversation starter when you have company. Hey, Mike, uh, who signed this ball? Oh, just Willie Mace. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, good for you. And uh, that'll be fun for you tomorrow to get inducted into the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, Well-deserved. I, I want to hit on a couple other things with you here, Mike. Mike Johnson joining us, a former big league picture, uh, frequent guest here at Inside Sports. What is wrong with the Blue Jays? They've lost nine of their last 11. That That is a harmful slump in a very, very tough division. Yeah, to be honest with you, like I've watched a decent amount of games. I've been a little bit busy in the evenings with practice, and that's actually where I am right now. But um, I think it's just a bad combination. They're going through a bad stretch where when the pitching's good, they're not hitting. When the pitching's bad, they're scoring some runs, but just not doing enough to win. And I was watching the game today. Like they just They're just making too many mistakes. And when you're playing good teams, especially in the American League East, you give teams extra outs instead of getting 27 outs and you're and you're giving them 30 30 plus then it becomes really difficult to beat those good teams because they're going to take advantage of it and right now it just seems like every mistake that they make gets magnified and looking at guys like right now like Bassett Bassett and uh, Gosman are pretty solid they've had a couple rough games but for the most part they've been pretty consistent Manoa is the one that's surprising to me just 
can't get it going again like had five walks in three innings today and again when you're playing the best team in baseball in the Rays they're going to take advantage of those things so um, yeah they just have to play cleaner baseball and they have a really good team and they just, they just have to trust that they're that they are good enough to win and and like I said bad stretch and I'm sure sure here in a week or two they'll turn it around Okay. Uh, I know from our chats over the years, I mean, obviously you, you love baseball, but you're a pretty well-rounded sports fan. Um, you like the Oilers. How did you feel? And I, I know people who played sports at the highest level like you did sometimes have a different perspective on things that happen in the postseason. Uh, and I know you're pretty passionate about the hockey team as well. How did you feel about, I guess it's almost a two-part question, the season and then the ending of the season? Because they can be very contrasting emotions, I think. Yeah, I mean the season. What I mean, you can't say anything bad about the season. Um, I think throughout the season they did what they accomplished. They they uh, they finished second in their division and obviously advanced to the second round. Ran into a good Vegas team, but again, it's kind of those teams. I always kind of say this, like those teams, those wild card teams in baseball, or those teams that are fighting to get into that last playoff spot, like a team like Florida. Like, I, I think I heard something yesterday. Like, if Florida didn't win, like, their last game, they wouldn't have gone into the playoffs. Yeah, and they needed and a combination might, of other things, a couple other things, yeah. too, yeah. But, again, they are hot going in, and they, they had that fire, like, going into it before the playoffs even started. So it was like they are playing playoff hockey, like, right out of the gate, and they just kind of continued that. And you think of the teams that they've taken out. It's pretty remarkable, considering I believe they're the eighth seed, too. So, And as far as the Oilers, I mean – they they obviously were playing very good and they have a really good team but they got cold at the wrong time i mean skinner skinner proved himself throughout the entire year to be the number one and in the playoffs he, he didn't play like that and sometimes that happens whether it's pressure first time in the playoffs whatever and then just the secondary scoring like guys like hyman i think nugent hopkins had like finally finally scored a goal and I think it was like game five or six and they just didn't have that secondary scoring beyond Leon and Leon and Connor and sometimes that's just the way it happens and I mean give credit where credit is due to the other teams also I mean they're playing a really good hockey team and in Vegas and they got by the Kings but Vegas played Vegas played a pretty good game and took advantage took advantage and and uh just played a solid series. Yeah. All right. Uh, who are you coaching tonight? Uh, Adam Parkland coaching the 15U team. Uh, getting ready for the weekend. We're in Lloydminster this weekend. Okay. Awesome. So you're going to Red Deer for the ceremony, and then you're going out to Lloyd to coach. Yep. Leaving leaving early Saturday morning to get out to Lloyd for, for two games out there. Okay. Awesome. Mike, always love when you come on the show. Uh, again, congratulations. Well-deserved. You're going into the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame. Enjoy the experience, man. Thanks, Reed. Appreciate it. That is Mike Johnson checking in. Former uh, Montreal Expo, of course, pitched professionally uh, in uh in uh, Japan as well, uh, China, a lot, of, a lot of stops along the way. Edmonton guy, and uh, good for him going into the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame tomorrow. Dallas tied the game while we were talking. So 2-2 Vegas and Dallas, a minute 50 left in the second period there. Happy to hear from you at 780-496-0063. We'll get some comments from Elks head coach Chris Jones as we take you through Inside Sports on 630 Chet.
Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Okay, the second period just ended in Dallas, Vegas, and the Stars tied 2-2. Carlson and Marsha Show have scored for Vegas. Robertson has both goals for Dallas. He's up to six in the postseason. If they need a game five in this series, if Dallas wins tonight, that'll be Saturday in Vegas with a six o'clock mountain start. And if uh, Vegas wins, then we'll uh, wait for the schedule of the Stanley Cup final. We will bring you the Stanley Cup final games here on uh, 630 Ched. Uh, I guess unless there's a game Monday, because I think we would stick with our election coverage. Uh, so what's happening on Monday is, uh, well, normal, I guess, until 8 o'clock. We're going to do inside sports still from 6 to 8. Then we'll have a special election show starting at uh, 8 p.m. So people still uh, got to put up with me for a regular uh, show on Monday night. Rod Brindamore is the coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. He uh, had this to say after losing in four straight to Florida. The unfortunate part of this is he's going to look back and everyone's going to say you got swept. And that's not what happened. I watched the game. I'm there. I'm cutting the game. We're, we're in the game. We didn't get. We didn't lose four games. We we got beat, but it's you know we were right there and this could have went the other way and this could have been four games the other way. And tonight, you know, the way it ended is tough. Getting a penalty like that, that's tough. You know, especially what was let go and then you go, oh, that's, that's going to that's gonna sting. But not to take anything away from the other team because they played hard. But, um, you know, I think we take, took a huge steps this year. Um, you know, coming this far, like I said, with what we were, were missing is pretty, pretty impressive. Well, I mean, they did get swept. I mean, the Oilers lost three overtime games to the Jets a couple of years ago. You still get swept. But I understand his point. The games were really close. Could have gone either way. Florida got the big goals when they needed them. And crazy about Carolina, ever since they uh, beat the Oilers in the Cup Final in 2006, they've been back to the East Final thrice, and they've been swept every time. 0-12 in their last 12 East Final games. All right, as for the Elks, we had Taylor Cornelius on the show earlier, quarterback for the team, Trey Ford, the uh, young Canadian QB who got a little bit of action last season before getting hurt. And, uh, you know, he's competing with Cornelius, though obviously Cornelius has the inside track to be the starter. Ford says way more comfortable coming into his second pro camp. It's nice to, you know, you can kind of, you know, plan, you get a good plan of the practice, good plan of the day when the meetings are, so you can learn how to use your time in between, for sure. Yeah, excited for Saturday, I assume? Super excited, ready to go. Morley Scott there with a question for Trey Fort. Taylor Cornelius saying that, yeah, he wanted to, to bulk up a little bit for this season. Chris Jones commenting on Cornelius being stronger. I feel like he's uh, he's put on some good solid weight. You know, he's beginning to, you know, he's always kind of been in between Mike Riley and Ricky Ray, body type wise. You know, he's tall and he's lanky, and now he's he's starting to fill out a little bit, so a little bit thicker. He still yesterday he took off, and I think it was AC Leonard was chasing him, and AC can really run, and he was able to maneuver and get away from him. I mean, so he can still move, and uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's becoming uh, he's he's growing up a little bit. You know, it's his third year. Well, yeah, third year. So I, I think we're really going to see what we have here in Cornelius. Uh, the Elks, as you know, coming off two, really two and a half dismal seasons because they were they were pretty poor in the last half of 2019, even though they got into the playoffs and won a playoff game. Nowhere to go but up uh, for them. Just some talking to some people I know who cover the CFL. 
could be pretty wide open in the West uh, after a very established Winnipeg team with a lot of continuity and a lot of really good players. Um, obviously, BC lost Rourke, the exceptional quarterback, to the NFL. Uh, I think a lot of question marks in Saskatchewan, and they weren't very good last year. Uh, Calgary usually finds a way to be good. Uh, we'll see what uh, Jake Mayer can do at, at quarterback with Bo Levi now in, in, in Winnipeg. So I, I'm not saying the Elks are, are going to compete for the top of the division, but I, I, I am hopeful they can compete for a playoff spot for sure. And they, they do have a pretty good receiving core, and Jones talked about upgrading the receivers. I feel like, you know, we're a solid a group top to bottom. Uh, you know, there's there's great receivers throughout the league. I mean, every team has a has a good receiving core. Now, where we stack up will be, a, uh, you know, kind of be decided with the games. I mean, on paper, it looks good. Now it's a matter of taking it right out there and putting it on that grass. All right, so there we go. And we'll see that on Saturday afternoon, 12.30 for the countdown to kick off on 6.30, Chet. And the game will start at 2 Elks against the Blue Bombers. And then June 11th is the first game of the season, home game for the Elks. That's against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Kellen, I got an email today. Mm-hmm. Not the one I, I read earlier right. from uh, Brad, who's tuning in tonight. Mm-hmm. This popped. I, I do get other lots of other emails. So this one was... Uh, this one kind of stood out to me so I wanted to I want to read it to everybody because I kind of need some advice about what to do mm-hmm. so the okay. subject line says hello dear how are you all small letters hello dear how are you I D-E-A-R thought D-E-A-R or yeah, so D-E-E-R all the, the grammar isn't that bad oh okay it's from a very sort of odd email address at least for me and it's it's actually from an email address in Hungary Apparently, it's .hu at the end. So uh, I looked that up, and apparently that's from Hungary. Okay. So, well, you could tell me what, what you think here. Sure. Here's what the email says. Hello, dear. I'm sorry to bother you, but I am single, lonely, and in need of a caring, loving, and romantic companion. That's the first sentence of the email. Wow. They're just getting right into it. I'm sorry to bother you. But I am single, lonely, and in need of a caring, loving, and romantic companion. <laughs> so why would you not email Inside Sports at 630chat.com? <laughs> What's a musical accompaniment? He love bites in the background for this. That's amazing. The uh, email goes, I'm not omitting any of the email. This is the whole thing. So that's that was the first sentence. goes on to say, I am a secret admirer and would like to explore the opportunity to learn more about each other. Hopefully, it will be the beginning of a long-term communication between us. Please let me know what you think. Just send a reply to my message. I will be glad to hear from you. And then it's signed off, hugs and kisses, secret admirer, MK, the initials MK. I don't know what Ooh. that says for. Yeah, well, they gave their initials, but they're still the secret admirer. They did offer hugs and kisses, which I, I was quite affectionate. Who doesn't like the odd hug or a kiss? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that, <laughs> that's the email I got today from uh, from somebody uh, allegedly in Hungary. Yes, I, I read this to a colleague today. And uh, I said, so how, if I did reply to this, which trust me, folks, I, I'm not going to. I'm joking. Or this is like the Nigerian prince emails that were going around a few years ago, right? I said, how many 
emails into the exchange do they ask for some kind of banking information? Right. Right. And he said, probably the second one. Probably you reply, mm-hmm. and then they write back saying, hey, we should talk on the phone. Send me $500, $1,000 for, for a phone card, or, or I, I need your banking information or something like that. Yeah. So... <laughs> I, don't worry, I will not reply. That's good. But this is this is a real email. I know we joke around sometimes on the show and we come up with ideas for TV shows and movies that you and I are going to produce, like CSI Vigerville, which is still in development. Yes. Yes, yeah. this, this, is, this is a real email. I, I actually got this email today. I'm sure people listening have received similar emails. I would suggest not replying. I'm sorry to bother you, but I am single, lonely, and in need of a caring, loving, loving, and romantic companion. So I'm going to email a sports talk show host in Edmonton. <laughs> why? Why wouldn't you? It makes perfect. It makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, you can listen to basically Reed Wilkins 24/7 if you subscribe to the podcast. You could subscribe to the podcast. Every and single maybe, episode we've created. Maybe somebody here, listens over and over and just fell in love just by hearing the sound of my voice. I don't know. It's a, it's as likely as anything else. All right. <laughs> yeah, good time to play fooling for sure. After <laughs> getting an email like that. All right. Hey, fun show tonight, everybody. You heard from Doug Plagans, the Panthers play-by-play voice, local legend Gene Principe, Elks quarterback Taylor Cornelius, and former big league pitcher Mike Johnson, who goes into the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame tomorrow. Bob Stauffer as uh, Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. We'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. Big thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of the show. And Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 